She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde Podcast. And it's the first episode of 2024, so happy new year. And I hope this year will bring you lots of joy, happiness, and lots of abundance. And I have very inspiring guests today. My guest went from sleeping on the floor to building a nine-figure sales organization. So my guest today is Emily Ford. My guest, Emily Ford, is a global entrepreneur, top transformational keynote speaker, thought leader, and host of top business podcast, The Eat Factor Show. In LA Style Magazine, most influential issue, Emily Ford was named the top motivational speaker under 40. She started her entrepreneurial journey 13 years ago with no business background to now running a sustaining nine-figure sales organization, as well as speaking to companies and teams globally. Emily teaches people how to brand themselves and coach them through her mentorship program called Eat Factor. She has spoken on some of the world's largest stages with thought leaders like Tony Robbins and taught executive leadership teams. Emily's top podcast has featured bold conversations with the world's top thought leaders such as Team Story, Ad Milad, Dean Graziosi. Forbes featured an article on her career titled to be successful, put people first and business second. Because of the way Emily has built her success through serving others, Emily's transformative method has allowed over 1 million people to not just find their eat factor, but also implement it into their personal lives to achieve massive influence in their business. So it's a very interesting episode, guys. Today we'll be discussing how to unleash your eat factor and how to become successful. Also, we'll be discussing so many great topics. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Emily. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. Hello. I'm so excited to be here and connect with you. Me too. How are you today? Oh my gosh. I am so good. I am getting ready to have what I like to call a working weekend when you do deep work, like uninterrupted. So I feel super excited. That's incredible. And of course, I can't wait to dive in with you. You launched a nine-figure sales company and we would love to know more about this. How did you start your journey? Where did it all begin? Yeah. You know, I am a girl uh, from Minnesota. So I was raised by a single mom. And when I was done with school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, I was like, I don't want to go to college. I I really didn't know. Um, And I found myself at the age of 23, working as a massage therapist, nannying for boys, competing in fitness, getting nowhere fast. Like I literally would leave my house at 5 a.m. to go to the gym, work all day, come home at like seven. And I just felt like that hamster on a hamster wheel. And so I was looking for something and I was hungry, driven, work ethic, really great. Um, And then I found somebody who was selling organic supplements 
and they were creating a, a tremendous amount of wealth. And I was like, I want to do that. And so I literally moved in with her, slept on a mattress on the floor and basically started changing my mindset, learning how to sell, made myself my first vision board. Like I unplugged the TV. I mean, I went all in and that's really like the foundation for what you see today. Like that's how I got started. And then, you know, by the time I was 26, I had a great, um, you know, uh, organization. That's when everything started popping off for me in a big way about three years in. And then, you know, now I'm, I'm blessed to, to teach all kinds of companies and consult on products and, and marketing and all the things. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, I'm just amazed by your story. And yeah. of course you mentioned mindset. Mindset is the key to success. It's very important. And how did you shift your mindset to become multimillionaire? It's little by little. It's, you know, so often we're like, okay, we want to have a millionaire mindset. And I, I hear all this stuff all the time. And it's like, it's in the little, little habits that you do every single day, the rewiring, it just doesn't happen in one fell swoop. And so it's the compound effect of, hanging out with wealthier people, right? Kind of cutting off my broke friends because their mindset was just in a completely different frequency. It was doing the work because that made me believe a little bit more every single day that I could have it. Um, reprogramming through declarations, de declaring over myself that I was and am worth it, uh, doing that for sure. And then, you know, I would say like the minute I would see a little bit of a win, that would increase my belief level. And that's really creates that compound effect. And so often I find coaching people, they just don't try long enough to get a win. It might take you, you know, uh, months or even years, but once you get that win, you get that momentum and, and, and that starts to really change you from the inside out. And so it, it happens over time, definitely not in one day, but I like to say I put myself in a growth environment and in an incubator of growth. So that way, eventually I know that I'm going to hatch like the egg that's in the incubator. <laughs> I love that. And I know you mentioned about habits. What habits helped you the most to succeed? Yeah. You know, I, I just believe like the law of environment. And so, you know, working from home, setting up an environment that's conducive to my lifestyle he, in my office today has bright lights coming in my eyes. I'm awake. Right. Um, I, set up everything from the food that's in my kitchen. You know, I eat very healthy and it's not just for vanity uh, reasons. It's to have high energy And you know, I start my morning with prayer and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a very spiritual woman. I, I love God so much. And so it's uh, constantly seeking and, and praying and thanking and, and really starting my day that way, um, has really put me, I believe on a path that, um, that I couldn't do all by myself, right. In the supernatural. And so having habits like that helps immensely. Uh, I would also say, um, 
You know, for me, I'm really big on the calendar. If it's not scheduled, it's not real. And so scheduling the hard things, we all have things in our businesses that we don't really want to do, but we have to do. And a lot of people avoid that. And the the magic is in the work you're avoiding. It truly is. And so I've really learned to schedule the hard things first and to attack the things that I don't really want to do. And that habit drives momentum for sure, because once you conquer something you don't really feel like doing, you really feel so much better. And that that breeds more energy, right? Absolutely. It's like when you get done with the hardest thing on your to-do list, it gives you more energy because you feel accomplished in some way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. And the entrepreneurship journey is hard and it's not for you have to have like backbone to keep going because there are so many setbacks constantly. I mean, rejections can get to you and oh. setbacks can get to you. Like you just have to keep going. <laughs> you're you're so right. And like, I think people don't talk about that part enough of like the highs and the lows and, you know, with entrepreneurship or like most of entrepreneurship, there's sales and there's pitching and there's trying to get on this and that. And you can have one day where it's like all this stuff might be happening. And then the next day, none of it happens and it all falls through or the sale falls through or, you know, and so that's really where if you're not careful and if you only live your life on emotion, you will get burnt out, you'll get let down and you'll, you know, you'll exit the building. And um, it's just, I feel like the number one thing you have to learn in entrepreneurship is, is energy management. And then like, where does my energy come from? Is it only coming from outside validation and approval? Because if that's the case, you're always gonna feel like a failure, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. And you're considered the it girl in entrepreneurship world. So we would love to know the two fundamentals that you describe in your eight factor. Yeah, yeah. You know, I started um, talking about the it factor on how to unleash your it factor. It's a keynote I have. It's a lot of my body of work. And, you know, the reason I started talking about this is because I meet people every day. And I'm like, dude, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. This is like, they're like, I don't like my accent. I'm, what do you mean? Your accent is exquisite. It makes you different. It makes you stand out or, you know, they don't like certain parts of themselves. And we all have parts of ourselves we don't like. But the thing is, is this, when I got into business, there was like all these trainings on, you need to be like this, you need to be X, Y, Z, you need to be this charismatic. And the truth is not everybody's wired that way. And if they try to be like that, they're going to come off fake. And so with the it factor, I train people that number one, you are uniquely and wonderfully created down to a cellular level, down to the number of hairs on your head. And I really get people to understand your corks, your um, gifting, the, the, the things that you're naturally so good at that is a gift that's unique to your life you got to lean in and amplify that instead of trying to be someone you're not so number one you're uniquely and wonderfully created 
And number two, that everything in your life that happens, it's, it's all been laid out for you. God's designed it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's learning how to, you know, bounce back when you do have a setback. It's learning to appreciate things that have happened to you that feel so heavy and disappointing and to take that expectation of how something should be and turn it into appreciating it. You know, an example of this would be how I was raised. I didn't have a father, you know, my mom raised us by herself. And, you know, for the longest time I was like, oh man, sad, woe is me, all this stuff. Until I realized, wow, I don't think I'd be as powerful as I am if, if I didn't see my mom make it all happen from when I was young, right. And, and be so resilient. And so, those are really the two things that I teach in, in the in the first phase of how to unleash your ed factor. Because once you understand that, you're like, okay, get out of my way, right? Like I am like I'm uniquely created. So why am I going to try to compare myself to somebody that I'll never be? I'm amazed because your actually eat factor aligns with my brand because it's like don't don't be afraid to stand out it's like be unique and to be yourself never basic and it's just don't be like or never basic and also i my parents got divorced when i was six years old and my mom did it all my herself and she brought me to us she was 36 at that time 35 and i was like 17 so she did it herself. She she brought me from Ukraine to US. And it was a big move. Like now I'm thinking back and I'm thinking how bold she was to do that. Huge. That's a massive move. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, never basic. I love it. Why do you need to hurry up when it comes to your dreams and goals? Everybody acts like they got all this time. And, you know, it's it's more painful to think about something that you should do, that you want to do, you know, it's like in the quiet of the night, when you're in your bedroom or in your bed and you close your eyes and there's that thing that you, that you keep thinking about, maybe you even dream about it. You know, God speaks to us in different ways and he's trying to get you to be aware of this. And so often we neglect that and we're like, oh man, when, if, when, when, when all, when all the stars align, right? When, when the house is perfect, when, when this, and when I'm married and when I have this and when the kids are, the truth is like, there's never going to be a perfect, everything is in alignment. Okay. Now you're ready. And, you know, I just feel like everybody acts like they have all this time. And the reality is you don't. And it's more painful to think about something every day than it is to go for it and try. Because when you go for it and try, at least you're being in integrity with yourself and in your soul's mission. And you're and you're you're gonna be so much more fulfilled, even just trying than not trying. And you know, I just believe like progress equals happiness. And that's when we are most fulfilled. So whatever kind of progress that is, like you deserve to try, you deserve to go for it. You're going to be so much more happy. 
I totally agree with you. And in entrepreneurship, there is no perfect time, perfect moment to start anything. And I had to let my perfectionist side go like big time because I used to be <laughs> wait for a perfect moment to launch something or a perfect time to do that. But when I actually became an entrepreneur, I had my own brand. I definitely had to go a different route because... <laughs> It's not the route to go when you right. try to succeed. There is never perfect time or perfect moment. So you have to create in the hot mess, in whatever you have, you have to make the best out of it and just just go and proceed with your goals. You do a hundred percent. I love that you share that. It's like perfection is usually the thing that's disguised as insecurity and we're insecure about something. So we strive for perfection and it's like, especially with curating content and all of it, it's like, it's, there's no such thing as perfect, you know? And I always try to tell people that, that I coach is like, what are, what are you waiting for? And they're like, well, this wasn't right. And that wasn't right. And it's like, you've just got to get over that. And there's a, there's a spirit of that for some people that, you know, be, if you try to strive for perfection, you're never going to be happy because there's no such thing as it. There's just not. What has been the biggest game changer in building your business and brand? Oh, girl, being myself, uh, truly, you know, I'm not afraid to like let people in. I, I think the whole point of social, at least for me, is to share my life, share my heart, share what I learn, share what I'm up to, share my mission. And like, I feel like one of the, the best things I've done is, is just be honest and, you know, take people on that journey with me. And so they don't just see the perfect days and the stages I'm on and this and that they can see the intricacies. They can see the hard work behind it. They can, you know, whenever I'm starting a new company or doing a new thing, I'm always trying to tell people what I'm doing because, you know, they're trying to build something too, oftentimes. So like the whole point of it is like, let's do it together. Like, let me go, you go, you know? And, and so I just feel like that has been one of the biggest things for me that has helped um, is bring people in and not be afraid to like show my scars either. Um, you know, like I just, I just believe so much that if you can share from a vulnerable heart at times and let people know the truth that that is going to like really make an impact in someone's life versus just showing how perfect everything is. Cause it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> true i do share my setbacks and my failures and people love you <laughs> thank you you too you're very popular so yeah i kind of try to keep it authentic too because staying true to yourself it's the biggest part of having any brand and biggest part of the success of successful brand yeah absolutely yeah and i just feel like People don't realize, like, again, they try to be perfect and yeah. that's what's hindering them from growing a brand. You know, people don't want perfect. Yeah, they can relate to it. And I've noticed I posted the video on TikTok and I was just the worst, like had no makeup, nothing, just like very plain 
<laughs> very casual video. And I got so many likes on it, <laughs> more than I usually get on my pretty videos. <laughs> and I, I was wondering why people can relate more to this video than my actual videos. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's good. Yeah, it's because they they like see the real you, the unfiltered version of you. And, you know, um, there there's there's stuff coming out and, and like stats and all this, but like when when we don't filter ourselves and we just show like us without filters, people trust us more. Subconsciously, if there's constant filters, you kind of feel like, what is this person hiding? And, you know, it, it does affect how people perceive and, and eventually trust you. And so like, you know, I, I try sometimes not to, not to always use the Paris filter, even though I love that Paris filter. Um, you know, I really do try to show like me in real time because I just feel like it, I, I connects with people so much more, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I do love use filters but yeah. I use them to kind of yeah like who doesn't let's just be real right like of course yeah. like you know but I I'm like let me just work with the lighting <laughs> yeah lighting is a key <laughs> why is it important to use your gifts to serve others you have one unheard message hi I was calling current the influencer marketing platform but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast well anyways I was calling current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there wow <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I first became financially successful, I remember driving a really nice car and having really nice things. And I'm like, oh, this is nice, but I don't feel like exhilarated. I don't feel fulfilled. And it's because for a moment there, I wasn't using my gifts. I almost like thought I arrived somewhere and you never arrive anywhere. And the minute you think you've arrived somewhere, that's actually when you've begun your decline, I believe. And, you know, 
you have a gifting, you have certain gifts, whether it's the gift of compassion, the gift of leadership, there's, there's, you know, um, people on my team, like in one of my companies, they're really good at community management. They're really good at nurturing our community where um, my, the chief of staff is really good at organization and they're, they are playing into their gifts every single day. They're using what God has given them for greater good. And when you do that, a byproduct of that is obtaining fulfillment. And I just believe when you don't use your gifting, it's like letting the music die inside of you. And God gave us these special gifts to use them, to be used for other people, not for ourselves. And it's so important for not only impacting others, but also that you can exercise what comes so natural to you. And what comes natural to you is typically like the thing that you don't even think it's that great because it's just, it's innate, it's a part of you, but it's actually your superpower. And so I love to find people's gifts and be like, you should be doing something in the realm of using it because you, right now you're in an occupation that does not even, you know, use your gifting. It's just like when you use your gifts, it's just like level 10 unlock. I love it. It's everything. It's like so many people say when you're not using your gifts, you're robbing other people from the talents that you can help them with like uh, talent but uh, you don't use it it's just other people could benefit from it but you're robbing them from it so 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 good oh you're spot on i i do believe that some people settle for terrible jobs and they complain in it and they start some hustles on the side and the hustle they start is just something they love to do and then then blows up because that's what they truly passionately love and it doesn't feel like a job it feels like something a hobby but at the end it's a job yeah it's 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 wild because i think society just conditions to just get a job and you know a lot of traditional schools don't talk about fulfillment they just talk about like getting a career and it's like yeah there's always going to be some parts of a career that you don't love but you know you definitely want to be working in in the things that you're gifted at yeah absolutely as a business owner and entrepreneur cash flow can be inconsistent and i mean inconsistent and sometimes there are bad times there are great times how do you actually go through the bad times yeah yeah wow um you know I always, I believe so much in budgeting and um, saving for a rainy day and not overspending. And I, you know, I come from not, not a lot. And so I was always taught to like squeeze everything out of the toothpaste, right? Uh, that's like how I was raised. But, you know, I, I think it's just understanding the ebbs and flows of business and seasons. And you might be in a launch or you might be, you know, in a phase where the economy is shifting. And so just being so aware and then knowing when to pivot and changing prices and things like that. Um, but I, you know, I just think like having the right financial team is huge when it comes to taxes and 
you know, it's like not the sexy stuff and it's not fun and it's definitely not my strong suit. Um, but I know enough to hire people that it is right. And so, um, and then just being aware of like, when do we need to trim the fat? When do we need to like scale back? And, you know, obviously everybody would love a big team and love to have everybody doing everything for them. But, you know, there's, there's times especially in a startup or whatever, where you've got to wear many different hats. And, you know, otherwise it's like, you're going to go in the red if you hire too many people too fast. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's being super intelligent about it. And, you know, just always looking at what is the thing that's going to move the needle? What's, what is the income producing activity and like investing most of the time there to try to get sales and profits and all that. And then eventually scaling when the time is right. And it really just depends on the business model for sure. But, you know, when you do have the, the good times, it's not spending at all. It's definitely reinvesting and saving, um, which if you're a spender, it can be very hard to do, but you'll be so grateful that you did it. So true when some people start seeing the profits, they kind of go crazy sometimes and not remembering about the times ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I love, I love clothes. I love, I'm a spender. Like I love, yeah, for, for real. That's why it's like getting the money and then divvying it out and having a fun account, like an account that like, it's just for fun dinners. It's for shopping. It's, it's like, that's the fun account. I feel like that is such a healthy way if you are a spender and a girly girl like us girly girls and we love style and all that. Like if you can separate it, then you don't have guilt when you're spending that money versus like that's it, not in your business account. So like the best thing you can do is even if it's like you're starting up a side hustle is having your business accounts, your, I'm the queen of like LLCs over here, you know, um, because it's essential if you want to, you know, have sanity in life. It makes sense. And as far as hiring right people, what's your best advice on how to hire people? And when is the best time to hire? You know, yesterday, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Usually the best time is when you, I mean, it, it depends on how, your vision and where you want to go with things. Um, typically the first hire is, is an assistant. You know, I always say like, you know, for me, it's like, what can only Emily do? I can only be speaking right now. I can only be on, you know, on social media, like creating content. I, there's certain sales calls or consulting only Emily can do, but anything that can be outsourced, it's like, as soon as you can hire people for that, for a fraction of the cost, that's when you really up your game and you free up so much time. And so, you know, for me, it's like, I remember when I first wanted to be a millionaire and I was like, okay, well, how much does a millionaire make? And I'm like, okay, $500 an hour. And so I was like, how much is my time worth? And then I would start doing activities and I was like, wait, I could um, hire a cleaner. I could, you know, like, what am I doing right now? And so I started to hire out like more of the simple things, but those things actually took a tremendous amount of my time. And so, you know, I, then from there, it's like assistant work, all that stuff. Um, 
it just really depends on what you're building. But I just think like you, you do not want to get into that phase of like doing it all because it's, it's just like, you want to be in your zone of genius, you know? Yeah. So true. It's impossible. And then you can be in your zone of genius because you're just all over the place with all right? you have to do. Yeah. What practical financial advice would you give to other entrepreneurs and, and founders? You know, I would say that you really need to spend more time on marketing. Um, you know, I've done a lot of consulting for people that they don't put an emphasis on marketing. And what I mean by that is like really creating a brand identity and, you know, putting content out every day, like it's almost like a second thought, which in actuality, like so much of your sales come from marketing. And so learning that marketing game and as trends change and algorithms change and all that, it's like, nobody's going to find you if you're hiding, <laughs> you know? And so I really do recommend investing time into that, investing time into your brand, learning all the ins and outs, or at least having a team that can do that for you. Um, because again, it's like, otherwise you could have the, the product, the system, the software, but if no one is finding you, you're going to struggle in sales. And so I think it's like constantly upping the marketing game is essential for people um, if they want to crush it in today's day and age. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Marketing is absolutely essential and showing up every day and getting and showing yourself to the people and actually being there out there all, every day makes a lot of sense and makes a lot of success after. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You've got to be visible. You really do. And, uh, you know, otherwise like what starts to happen is you get frustrated because you're like, I should be putting out content. I should be doing this. And you know, most people know better. They just haven't prioritized it or they don't have a system for it. And so, you know, it's just, again, it's like, you've got to curate. It's like how I started the, our episode I'm creating a bunch of content for a new campaign I'm launching and I'm spending, yes, a good portion of my weekend doing that, but it's because next week I have meetings. And so I need to be able to just pop off that content so quick, you know, and if I don't do it and, and batch it all this weekend, then I'm going to struggle next week. And, you know, that's just like the law of trade-offs, right? Getting it done now. Yeah, bashing content is actually great advice too, because mm -hmm. it saves you time and it's efficient. And also people sometimes ask me, how do you find time to work out? How do you find time to do this? You don't find time, you make time. That's Otherwise, right. you won't have time. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, you it, and it's, it's, it's just like, how bad do you want it? You know, it really is. I... And I, that's my whole career as an entrepreneur. Like I've just been willing to say no to all this stuff so I can have an ocean view, right? Like it's just, it's the law of trade-offs and, you know, lots, most people are not willing to, to give up, to go up. They're just not. 
And that's just the reality. Like they would just rather stay in their comfort zone than to say no to extracurriculars on the weekend. So then they can invest in their businesses. And, you know, it's, it's not like you said, it's not for everybody. It's not. <laughs> and as you know, our life looks on Instagram glamorous and like you're going out all the time, dinners and stuff and everything else, but you can't even go out every day because you can't even drink every day. You have to concentrate on working out on thinking about next step, thinking about all the meetings, all the things you have to do next day, wake up early. And there's so much that's going on behind the scenes besides what people see on social media. So, <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, the the dinners and all that stuff. Yeah, it wears you out. Like I'm very selective right now what I do, where I go because it's like, you know, that that takes so much time and energy, right? <laughs> it does. It is like the energy consuming and like do you want to spend your time and energy with this so you don't like I, I became very selective too because you can't have you can't be everywhere at once <laughs> that's right no you can't and that's that's one of the biggest struggles for most people is like saying no and you know because I mentor lots of women and that's their biggest thing it's like learning how to exercise the no muscle so they can preserve their energy they can have time to get their own stuff done. It's like, you just cannot be all things to all people. You know, you'll never get anything done. So true. And saying no was the hardest part for me when I just started. And when I just became an entrepreneur, because there's so many things and so many people asking for things. And also in business, when you have your brand and when you have a popular brand, you have to be definitely I partner with some brands and I have to know I mean I have to say no to some brands because they don't align with what I'm doing and like you were right. saying previously some people you cut some people off your life because they don't align with your life's purpose and the purpose of everything what are you doing so that's right so true so true yeah I'm I'm the same I, I get emails from brands and I'm like no, it doesn't align. No. Next, you know, you, you that's and that's just holding brand integrity and standards, you know. And also some so many people struggle with pricing their products or having their brand on a certain level and keeping that level because as soon as you level up and become more recognizable in, in social media or just in the workspace, mm -hmm. people are just trying to i'm afraid to set prices so what's your best strategy to set the high prices and actually keep those prices up yeah you know it, it just depends on where you're at in your journey and what you're doing specifically but you know the longer you're in something the better you get at it hopefully right and so with the longevity comes experience and with experience comes higher price tags and you get what you pay for. And, you know, I always say education is really expensive. It really is. And, and, you know, um, I, I always share with my clients, like you're not for everyone, but you are for a lot of people and you have to package yourself in the way that you want to get paid. You do. And so, you know, I was coaching someone and they, 
want to charge some pretty high coaching prices. And I'm like, you're not a luxury brand. You're not packaged like a, like, so it has to go hand in hand. Your marketing has to be right up there. You know, you and I are style girls through and through. And it's like, we know this from the luxury brands. Like we'll spend a certain amount because we get the best quality for it. And we know what we're spending money on. And so you've got to have your whole deck, your whole brand. It's got to be all in alignment so you can charge those kind of prices. And, you know, in the beginning stages, like, I just don't think you have the right to charge those prices. I just think, you know, you've got to have some experience under your belt. And once you get there, though, and, you know, if we're talking about social media or content creation, like it's holding to your standards. And that's also been something too with building such a, a brand and, and having a following. I'm not just going to throw anything in front of their eyeballs. Like they trust me and I take that very seriously. And also, you know, when it comes to like pitching and stuff, the brand has to realize like you're getting on a lot of people's eyeballs that buy things and this is a real active community and that's an asset you would not be getting exposure to these people and so it's learning the different prices when you're there and, and holding to it and not um budging because again it's like you you don't want to um you don't want to compromise your brand you know like you just don't and so yeah, I just think it's trial and error. It's learning like metrics, industry standards, all that. So you're not airy fairy, like way out here, but just really knowing like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big numbers person. So knowing, you know, what you have to offer, what people are getting um, and, and is it worth it for them and having metrics to back it up? That's everything. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And some people definitely <laughs> are delusional with things they do and but ah. <laughs> you actually raised a great point about numbers and being presentable to charge those numbers so yeah yeah I agree and also what's the best advice you ever received to not go with culture like world the world what the world thinks what the world's doing and instead focus on what God wants me to do and my mandate for my life. Like just knowing like I could go this way or I could go that way. Like I want to go against culture, not with culture. And I want to set the standard and the precedence for how things in my world should be and how I want to lead and how I want to show up. And so, um, I think just like living by that and knowing that like, it's okay to go against culture and be um, somebody who sets the standard instead of like just being a part of what everybody else is doing. Um, and it sometimes can be scary, but it's so worth it because that's true leadership to me. So true. Like I, re I recently said it and they actually put my quote on the billboard in New York so don't be the follower, be trendsetter. Yeah, that's right. I mean, exactly. That's exactly it. And, yeah. um, and, and that's contagious. You know, the right people really lean into that and they see your work and they see that you stand for something. Because, you know, if you stand for something, 
that says so much. Otherwise, you're going to fall for everything. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Emily. And where can our listeners find you, your social handles, all the information? Yes, I am at it's Emily, I-T-S-E-M-I-L-Y on Instagram. And I my website's me, emilyford.com. But that's that's where I hang. Nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest. Oh my gosh, so fun. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day.